Hello and welcome to Ride Home Review. I'm Oliver. And I'm Susan. And tonight, for the second night in the row, we've been at the theatre. I know, right? It's like our old lives are coming back. Slowly. Very slowly. Um, and we at the theatre saw Red by John Logan at Ad Astra. Yeah, now I did not know of this um, particular play, but you tell me. I knew it by reputation. Yeah. It won the Tony Award for Best Play in about 2010, 2011. Beating? Could not tell you. You told me, like, about half an hour ago. I told you that it, who it beat in a number of acting categories. Oh, sorry, my bad. Okay. The original production starred Eddie Redmayne yes. as a young man. Yes. I think it may have been John Lithgow as Mark Rusko. Okay. But I can't be certain about that. Right, my bad. But I I play with um, a lot of regard about a painter and a young up-and-coming artist who is his... um, Muse associate? Oh, I'd say hired help, really. Yeah. Anyway... It's a fascinating piece of art in that it's... It's beautifully written. John Logan is a fantastic writer and you can see the writing. You can feel the writing in a way that, as a writer myself, I deeply, deeply enjoy. I love good writing. There is a wonderful use of language um, and imagery in the language of this production. Just two men... Uh, discussing, well, life through art and colour and, and meaning and philosophy and things. And that might sound a bit heady and a bit... But it's actually surprisingly funny. Yeah, it could. Like, if you actually looked at the words that they're saying, particularly the older man, you would think, what a load of self-indulgent artistic wank. Kind of. Except when you, how, how he relates those words and how he feels those words and how he feels those concepts actually makes it really, really relatable because we might not be uh, people who go through life um, discussing the different meanings of the colour red, mm-hmm. but we do, I think all of us go through life through searching transitions. And, and searching for the narrative as a, that... There is an overlap in the way I view life and art in a theatrical sense and how he views it in a painting sense. Yeah, he is defining himself but in a series of of brushstrokes and colours and in movement, um, in artistic movements, that there's always something. Every art movement is replacing, is drawing form, but also replacing what went before and it too will be replaced and there's a, a kind of of beauty in expressing that through colour. And the fact that it was written in the early 2010s meant and it's set in the 80s you get the distinct impression of 70s or 80s? Uh, possibly, I, I wasn't um, analysing it then. But there's this, that sounds about an right. awareness to it because it is written in the late 2010s and I know we're talking about the script a lot and I well, think... this is a now you either have to buy into the script or this production is just lost and we will obviously talk about the performances next but um, this is one of those scripts that I think you could read on 
don't I don't get that with every script. A lot of things I think. Yeah. I need the the performers, the lighting, the staging to sell it to me. I think the words do a lot of the hard work in um, the hard lifting before you start layering like a good painting the colours on top. Look, and the actors were not bad. No, I really enjoyed both of their performances, to be honest. I thought... Um, Richard Lund as our young man. Richard Lund as, uh, as our young man portrayed that amount of deference with contempt. Um, the scholar, but also the... Perhaps. I, I agree with you. He was very, very good. Yeah. I sometimes, particularly when I know someone very famous has portrayed a role, yes. I sometimes can't help my brain but go, I wonder how X famous person yeah. would play that role. And I felt that with Richard Lund, I felt Eddie Redmayne. And I can't, that is, but I do think he was very good. I am, um, I totally bought what he was saying. Um, I, I, because he's working for a guy who's an ass, really, a self-indulgent wanker, but also a genius. And um, Lung's job is to kind of oscillate between this admiration and contempt. And he kind of did it with... <laughs> just a movement of an eyebrow or a crease of a forehead every now and again um, because it's it, it's a quite contained space there's a lot not a lot of big gestures um, it's very up close and in your face and I thought very powerful yes Francis McMahon as Mark Rothko yeah he was good yeah the he, accent he, he just spat those words didn't he he spat them I'm not sure about... In a not particularly COVID safe no. No. I'm not sure about the accent. Um, I don't know how Mark Rusko sounded. There were just moments that it sounded put on. It didn't feel like his natural voice. I thought it was consistent. This is a guy who grew up in Russia. Yeah. Came to America at 10. um, And then had to basically disguise as a young man so I think it is it was meant to be a bit of an eclectic um, accent and I it didn't bother me because I found it consistent I found it consistent I, I just kind of the accent felt put on it's like I'm acting with an accent as opposed to I have this accent okay um, but that intensity and Torment, and um, I thought it was a very, very powerful performance. It's a very good piece. Um, he owned that tortured artist um, who's kind of struggling to keep relevance, um, pining for the good old days, and it's eventually letting letting go. Yeah, it's um. It's unique and it's fascinating. Yeah, a, a very, very beautiful piece that I think, honestly, you'll either really love or you'll just think, What's holy crap, what did I just do with the last hour and a half of my life? I can imagine that. That it's a lot of words, 
but um, beautiful, beautiful words. Beautifully written words that deserve to be performed well, and I think they were. And I think the use of colour and canvas um, was really nicely done too. And it would be hard to do this production without that use of. And they use the space well. Yeah, because you don't want to see people's backs the whole time, and if they're painting. Um, you have this how do I show what they're painting but also show their faces and expressions and so we had the paintings at the back wall and they would never look at the paintings oh, the, the paintings were always between the, the audience and them in the, in the fourth wall yeah. is the theatrical wank word yes but they would paint them and then they would turn around to look, to look at them and in a, it is a very small theatre space and it looked for almighty like a, an artist's studio. That was and everyone in the audience was wearing masks. Apart from us. Yeah. Yes. It was a fascinating piece of yeah, theatre. I, I enjoyed it immensely. Rating. I, Sorry. Uh, um, the high end of the distinction. So eight and a quarter out of ten. I think I might just push it up into a high distinction yeah, I think I think that um, I think that's absolutely um, defendable because it is a night of the theatre you won't forget it's a piece of theatre that makes you think um, it was happy it was sad it was challenging yeah I will think about it a lot, a lot of feels a lot I'll definitely feels. think about this script yeah I, I think that I'll be listening to a monologue or two coming out of your mouth from that script Sometime soon. You're always looking for a good monologue. I am, and there were plenty of good monologues. Yeah, look, uh, it, I think tonight was opening night, I think. Okay. Um, but anyway, the season continues. At Ad Astra, um, do yourself a favour. There can't be many tickets because it's a very small venue. To and start COVID. With, and COVID safe. So, yeah, go. See it, check it out, have a good time. Bye. Bye.